Well, should we get started, I guess? We're finally doing a Pat's Pints podcast. <laughs> yeah, it took a global pandemic to bring us back into the studio, and uh, we're doing it remotely, but we're back on the air. Joining us today, we got Dan Eaton, the man with the pulse on all Columbus business things. Duh, you flatter me. So pretty much an expert on what's going down with coping with coronavirus, social distancing, and especially beer business. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would say as much as anyone can be an expert in anything these days, I don't know, it changes by the hour, by the day. It's been changing a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm going to open a beer, given all the problems we had hooking up the audio. I'm going to be drinking... Uh, Cup Check Hellas Lager from Ill Mannered, a crowler I picked up last week. What about you guys? Uh, I am I am finishing off a uh, Makulu sour from Noctera, an Ill Mannered uh, neighbor up there in Powell. Uh, but then I have a Land Grant fruit slices uh, uh, all ready to go. Oh yeah, it's a good backup beer. I'm gonna probably follow mine with fruit slices as well. But starting it off with a Stargazer black ipa with coffee wake yourself up Space grand series that's right pretty damn good this year how are you guys surviving the quarantine it's been nice i've been getting yeah. some stuff done yeah me too the house has never been cleaner <laughs> it's funny I'll, I'll admit that i went in to it kind of excited for for those sort of reasons where i thought well i'll be able to do some work but also in the comfort of my own home i can you know i can clean i can do projects i can do around the house um i can do projects for work things like that and that just has not been the reality at all just <laughs> because of the uh, the amount of news that we have had to cover as i was telling mark this is actually the first day that i have not done any work since the uh what a two weeks basically over two weeks so it's a couple fridays ago that they they sent us home back uh have sent us away from the office so and when they did, he came down to land grant to finish his article. <laughs> I did. My first work from home day was uh, partially a work from land grant day. Yeah, so. and that was the last time I think I saw Dan and the last time I saw any customers in the tap room, for that matter, unless they were uh, just there to get takeout. Yeah, I guess it's a busy time for a journalist, I would think. Would you say your life has been busier than... Before this happened, Dan? Yeah, definitely. I think I think there's a, a couple of factors. One that there's absolutely just more news. Um, I mean, I cover restaurants and beer primarily, and those are some of the industries that in grocery as well. So I have one industry that's doing extremely well, and two industries that um, that have had their lifeblood, you know, most of their business essentially cut off in the last two weeks. Um, so <laughs> there, there isn't a, the, the, there, there isn't a lack of things to write about. That's for sure. What are some of the highlights you think? Um, you know, this is a beer podcast, so we'll keep it mostly focused on beer. It's been interesting to see how breweries are trying to adapt in the last couple of weeks to the limited business that they're able to get. You know, if you follow the industry, there's this kind of sad irony that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Most of the people would say, you know, if you're going to open a brewery, if you're going to be a brewer, the best model to have is to be that local tap room. Don't get into distribution because that complicates things. It lowers your profit margin um, and it's a risk. Well, but now all those local breweries, there's almost no business, you know, I mean, it, whatever you can make from carry out. But I mean, I got to believe that's pretty meager compared to being able to fill your 
local tap room every day with people. So it's, it's almost this cruel, awful joke that <laughs> that um, the best way to to run your business is probably now the worst model to have, you know, in this current climate. It's certainly shifted for us. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. When you think uh, the tap room closed, which we ordinarily would have been gearing up for summer and beer garden opening, and we were getting ready to put up a jumbotron so we could watch the um, March Madness bracket, then that's canceled, and the tap room now has to be closed. All the sports, you know, crews mm-hmm. taking a hiatus. Blue Jackets shut it down. Huntington Park is yet to get their baseball season open, and. Uh, that's a lot of kegs of beer right there. So we've got a lot of beer and kegs that may not be drank, depending on how long this goes. But with the opportunity to put every beer that we already had brewed and in a tank into a can for uh, grocery and carryout, making deliveries, is it's not a huge business, but it's really rewarding. And I know, Dan, you mentioned that Walt brought you some beer the other day. And nobody's disappointed to see you bringing beer. No, it's nice. You know, I don't know that anyone wants this to become the business model, but I guess for hopefully maybe a couple of weeks here, maybe this, this will be enough to to sustain some people. And um, it's good to hear from talking with Walt and talking with you. It, it seems like people are embracing uh, the home delivery model and you guys have the, the drive-through as well, thanks thanks to your nice sort of setup there. So you're, you're getting additional business from that. So you're, you're getting, you know, something at a, at a time when it's hard to probably get anything. The Ohio Craft Brewers Association put out a list of like all of their members, what they're doing. I think out of 230 breweries, there's 42 that are closed altogether and maybe six, they don't have any data, but there's about 80% of them are selling beer in one way or another. I think I saw that 68 out of the 230 are doing delivery. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I think just in town, you've got us, Wolf's Ridge, Noctera, Seventh Sun, uh, North High, mm-hmm. Platform, uh, Pretentious. Mm-hmm. I think that might sum up the list. Uh, Dank House in Newark. Okay. They're doing, they're doing deliveries. Um, okay. I'm trying to think offhand. I think those are all the ones I can think of. We, it's possible we might be missing missing some. but It's also, I mean, it's almost like a public service. Um, I think it's just a passion. It makes me want to get it around to people. You know, don't want to see anybody without beer. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I mean, it's stressful enough without being without beer. I'm looking through the list. There's a few more places. Parsons North delivers. Okay. Nostalgia is delivering. Galena Brewing, Grove City Brewing. Hoofhearted, it says, is delivering. Yeah, cool. Oh, here's This is a little bit funny. You know, they've got taproom hours for pickup, and they all have hours except for Hoofhearted. It just says berries. <laughs> it, that, that feels right. uh that feels very on brand yeah <laughs> <laughs> either of you have an idea of like what the package sales at the grocery store look like because there's a lot less people drinking at the bar so you might think they might be drinking more at home you know at the grocery that first week it was exponentially huge and and hard to keep stock but i think Everybody's gotten through the hoarding phase, and I think it just kind of has started to plateau down. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder, uh, and Walt and I had this discussion when I saw him the other day, is that, you know, even for delivery, like I hate to 
I don't want to be negative, but at some point, if this keeps going on, you, you got to wonder what the demand on that end is going to be. I think you get, you know, I think people are seeing an initial bump because you have really loyal fans that want to support. Um, and there's probably a, a wave of people that are also like, hey, I don't have to get this at the store. This will be easy to, to do it this way because uh, I think we're real convenience oriented uh, uh, culture. So that's a that's a good thing for delivery. Uh, but at some point you do wonder, you know, if everybody's buying a case, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much people drink. Maybe, maybe that's the thing, but, but, you know, do they hit a, do they hit a point where it's like they're stocked up on beer and then there's going to be a week where nobody's ordering it because, um, it isn't needed. And, and, and maybe the, that initial desire, that initial call to, to support local business has died off a little bit, which, which would be sad, but I, I don't know if it would be surprising if that happens. Especially with the amount of people going on unemployment, if you're getting half right. your half your salary, eventually you're going to have to worry about budgeting. Yep, yep. I mean, historically, I think they say in in times of economic trouble, I believe alcohol sales do go up. I don't. I, I think it's it's a. Um, I couldn't I couldn't cite an exact figure, but at least anecdotally, I, I seem to recall that I'm I am old enough to have <laughs> that I've re I covered the uh, uh, the last recession we had back in in 07, 08, 09, um, around then, and I remember you know certain you know alcohol certain restaurants you know do fare okay if not well in times like this, but but this feels really um, certainly in my lifetime really kind of unprecedented some of the things that are happening. So. Who really knows what the hell's going to happen? Nobody knows how long this is going to last at this time or, or how quick things are going to get back to whatever normal is going to be. There could be some good loggers when this all breaks, you know. <laughs> some some really nice uh, some really nice barrel aging programs out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's time to double down on that, I think. I was reading a little bit. I was reading uh, the Birvana blog, which has been posting stories about different Portland Oregon breweries and how they've been doing. And so I was reading about one brewery called Gigantic. And they're doing a bit like like you're doing, Mark. I mean, they're delivering and then they've got carry out. And they said that they were able to keep maybe 35, 40% of their sales at this point in time. Okay. But, I mean, that that feels like that's pretty about. good. Yeah. 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 I think that is pretty good. I mean, the owners are delivering. And so, I mean, the other thing that really sucks is all the employees, right? I don't know what's that like at Land Grant in terms of how many people you employed and then you know obviously the bartenders and people like that there's just no work for them it depends on this bill that went through and what we can do from that and i think there needs to be a lot of interpretation into what exactly that's going to mean but if if there's grants and loans for keeping people on payroll it's just going to depend on uh how things work out with this bill sure we've been working some sparse shifts but when you're talking three to seven Monday through Friday and noon to four, Saturday and Sunday. Um, there's not a lot of hours to go around. Now, hopefully we'll be out of this, you know, in a few weeks. And as long as there's uh, been a lot of forgiveness on uh, letting people just put their bills on hold, I'm sure it doesn't apply to all companies. But in a lot of cases, I think that's the way it's working out. So hopefully some people can be frugal and hit the pause button and be ready to go back to work. Yeah, it seems like it from... From my conversations, again, with restaurants and, and breweries, and again, this is all anecdotal, but it seems like there is the, the willingness, if not the actual action yet, to do deferrals on leases and on you know some banking obligations and taxes and, and 
things like that. So it's obviously varies uh, case by case, you know, depending on your landlord and your lender. But it but it seems like the sentiment is to be pretty uh, loose on that because I guess in 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 one sort of weird positive, this really is impacting everyone. So you know, I don't know that. Um, you know, how much of a hard ass some people can be because they're impacted by this as well. So, because <laughs> those people probably have bills that are due that they need forgiveness on as well. Or not forgiveness, but, you know, deferrals. So, yeah, I think everyone can relate. I, yeah. I did have a little, little bit of a good news story. I was talking, uh, just messaging with Tony Hill at Two Tones Brewing. And he told me that their landlord just said, you know, you guys don't need to pay rent in April. That's pretty helpful. I, I hope yeah. there's other landlords out there who are understanding because a lot of breweries, you know, don't own, most breweries don't own their premises. Now, anecdotally, do you guys think you've been drinking more beer or less beer since this kicked off? Ooh, um, I, I've actually put thought into this. So I think I am drinking about the same. I like wine and bourbon and some other things too. So uh, it's not just beer, but the thing I've noticed is I'm way more likely at the end of the day on a Tuesday to like crack open a beer than I was before. But what I'm finding, maybe this Saturday excluded, is I'm drinking less on weekends because there's fewer social activities. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I maybe I'm probably drinking less than I would historically. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm probably drinking more. So I have a feeling I made a joke on Twitter that I, I think I flattened my own curve, so to speak. Is <laughs> just I, I think the volume is probably about the same. It's just stretched out over seven days instead of condensed into maybe four. <laughs> so that makes sense. I think I'm in the same boat. You know, I think less on the weekends, but probably just about every night I might have one or two beers. I mean, there's a variety of things. First of all. You know, you have extra time when you don't have to drive anywhere to go to work. I just get up and walk down to my office. The other thing is, I don't know, I guess this probably will lead to a decrease in uh, DUIs and things, right? But yeah, you know, yeah. Well, the other thing is it just like, kind of we've been talking, support local businesses, whatever. It almost seems like it's kind of my duty to drink a couple beers every day so I can keep, you know, buying local beer. I should say yeah. I'm also working on another project, which is I'm, I'm doing some bottle cap art for a bar down in the basement, and I've got a map of Belgium, and I'm trying to fill it in with Belgian bottle caps. So every day I try to have at least one local beer and one Belgian beer. And, um, you know, that's not a bad lifestyle change, I don't think. you got to have those projects. So today, for instance, I, um, I'm a longtime attendee of the um, – the annual horror marathon, the 24-hour horror marathon that happens um, here. They do a sci-fi one as well. I never go to the sci-fi one. You're talking about horror films, right? I heard, horror films. I heard yeah. horror. <laughs> horror, horror. <laughs> I didn't know what, what movies you were watching. It, it's 24 hours, Mark. It's 24 <laughs> hours. It's all sorts of things. So, but, so my project for today was uh, I have 11 coffee mugs because they always sell a coffee mug. And I wanted to sit down and figure out which ones I like the best. So I put I rank them in order on Twitter of, of my favorites. So that's the the level of like subtle insanity that is starting to happen, I think. It's like, you know what today? I'm gonna rank my favorite coffee mugs. <laughs> I'll have to get over to Twitter and check this out. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm I'm back from the fridge. Yep. Joining you on that fruit slices. It is uh, it is a a uh, delightful beer. I would not. Uh, I'm not just saying that because uh, you work for Land Grant, but this is uh, this is really tasty. Yeah, it is good. 
so when I started the, you know, I, I want to to support our local businesses, absolutely. And I'm a fan of beer, so it's a genuine support. But when I first started ordering beer, I thought, because most people, um, most breweries, and this makes sense, you know, you've got to order about a case. So you're ordering a lot of beer to make it, you know, somewhat sensible for everyone. And um, I thought, you know, I'm going to have all this beer. And then when we get out of this, like, I should just have a party and just, like, have people come over and drink, like, the leftover beer. Because I actually don't drink a ton at home prior to this. Most of my drinking is social. Sure. Um, but, but as, as you know, every day I go down there and, and I look in the basement at what I have and I'm like, you know, it's kind of it's depleting faster than I thought. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I got to say, you know, as much as I love beer, I do enjoy having a beer with someone way more than the, the actual beverage itself. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, today's my birthday. Pat's is here in a couple of days as well. And ordinarily, I'd want to get a couple of people together to have drinks with. And uh, here we are. <laughs> Party on, yeah. guys. Well, you unlucky happy- bastard. You, you get me remotely. <laughs> you know, ha- happy birthday in absentia, I suppose. Yeah, it's it is a little tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's different, especially as a very social person. And, uh, you know, you guys have both spent time with me, so. Only spending time with myself gets a little rough. <laughs> well, although we've got this, if you go back to the Middle Ages and the bubonic plague or even the Spanish flu, I mean, when you're quarantining and there's no connection at all to the outside world, yeah, that I can relate to that. I mean, I think the idea of protecting yourself from infectious diseases is something that in the Western world we kind of forgot about. I would agree. This is this is a first for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard uh, on the news today, uh, I don't know, it was one of the retailers. I can't remember which retailer it was, but they were saying that sales of uh, shirts and blouses and tops is sort of normal, but sales of anything that you wear from the waist down is like falling off a cliff. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you know, because when you're just doing, uh, you know, a video chat, right? Doesn't your your pants don't come into play very often? I'm actually I am dressed fairly normally. I'm, I went out for a walk earlier today, so I actually have like normal shorts on. But but prior to that, I think in the two weeks that I've wor- been working from home, I wore a robe basically for an entire week. Wow, that's it, not that's nice. No, well, yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> And I then a um, picture on Twitter of uh, <laughs> yeah, this was one of your uh, work weekly uh, work podcast, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And um, was it, it was a very fetching robe. It was, I believe, that was my kimono. Yes, so yeah. I, have a, I have a lovely, <laughs> nice I have a lovely uh, gold silk kimono from uh, from Hong Kong. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very comfortable. Actually, it doesn't breathe very well. It's not that comfortable. So, but it looks good. <laughs> uh, but but and then this past week it was just like running shorts. I get up in the morning and put on like my running shorts and just sit at the kitchen table. Like I don't have I've two weeks just did two weeks of laundry and I don't have anything to iron because I haven't been wearing you know slacks or nice shirts or anything. So <laughs> it's all beer t-shirts. So. Dan, a uh, couple months ago, right? You came over and we played uh, this uh, sort of crazy party game that I made up and. Um, 
let's just say that your knowledge of movies was impressive. So, <laughs> Have have you expanded on that? Are we going to like just be the next time we play? It'll just be we might as well just turn all the movie things over to you anyway before we start. Not only was it impressive, I'll just go ahead and say it was like he has a supernatural power at it. <laughs> well, now I don't want to. I don't want this to be mutual admiration society here, but I don't. I, I honestly don't think my movie knowledge was as impressive as uh, Mark's ability to identify metal songs within about three notes, which was uh, uh, far more impressive, I would say. <laughs> I would say one note on most, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. But on movies, you got us. Uh, a lot of useless knowledge. As the, the referee, so to speak, of the game, I think you, you two were the, the two uh, most likely savants uh, that came out of that um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's great to be good at something. I Absolutely, get that's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're kind of in a big crisis right now, and uh, I asked everyone to think about like what beers they would want if, like, you know, let's say this was the last week uh, that you had. You know, this is kind of like a desert island thing, but you know, pandemic style. And um, so, I don't know. I I'll kick it off since I was my challenge and and so let's start let's say this is monday of the last week of uh existence where would you start and i would probably i'm gonna go with an english cascale something like theakston's old peculiar because like when when you have it there at theakston's it's amazing and so that would be my pick for the monday of the final week of existence that's a, a delightful pick and, and in fact, we all three of us met up, although not all at one time, when we were in England. And so I think you guys can uh, appreciate what I'm saying about the beauty of English Cascale. Oh, man. You can drink it exponentially. You know, you don't have to cut yourself off when you're drinking 2 to 3% beers and uh, they're tasting so fresh and off the cask. And as you know, Pat, I'm a sparkler guy. I'm a northerner. That's uh, right. Me too. Man, that creamy head, you know, almost like a nitro pour type of feel on the lip. And the beer is just so crushable and fresh. And I I don't know. I would have to say in that visit to you, I really, if I didn't already like a pub bitter, I really fell in love with them. Yeah. Fantastic style of beer. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I I need to confess one thing up front, and that is... I love Belgian beers, but I ended up not picking any Belgians for a couple reasons. One, I had trouble deciding. And uh, two, I'm ashamed to admit, I don't know how to pronounce half of them. So, <laughs> so I just kind of punted on the the Belgian segment um, altogether. I think in reality, if I really was faced with the end of the world, I would have to have a Belgian of some sort uh, in there. But uh, but I did not pick one uh, for this for this exercise. So I'll, I'll confess that. And then uh, I will say that for Tuesday, one of the first sour fruited beer experiences I ever had. It was amazing. And I wonder now that I've had more how I would feel about it if it if it would still be as good because I've only had it once. But one of my favorite sours I ever had was. Uh, New Glarus's Raspberry Tart. So uh, it is a beer that I had a bottle of once, and I loved it, and it's stuck in my mind ever since. So I remember being light and, and just uh, uh, like real raspberry flavor. 
absolutely delightful and I've wanted one for a long time and if it's the end of the world and I can get whatever I want then I suppose I, I want one of those. Yeah, those are those are amazing fruit beers. This actually might be a point in time to uh, in, interject into the podcast. I was looking at the list and there are some Ohio breweries who are shipping. They'll ship beer to you and one of them is Urban Artifact and they mm. also do this like sour Midwestern fruit ale or something like that, a little bit in the New Glarus vein. So, but New Glarus is, yeah, outstanding. And that's a, that's a great choice. Mark, what about Wednesday? I can't get enough of this fruit slices right now, but I don't know. I, I, uh, I was thinking about going up to Wildlands if I get a break in the rain on my bike and maybe grabbing a bottle of something. Triple Carmelite sounds pretty good to me right now. I've been drinking some triple caramelite lately. I, I bought a four pack because I needed the bottle caps for my project, and uh, it's yeah, just so it good. Not, you would not go wrong with that. Yeah, I think Dan just got attacked by his dog over there. I know it does. Someone, someone walked by the front door, and our vicious <laughs> attack dog wanted to let them know that they should not be going down the street. So, <laughs> and if he's for 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 those who may not know, I put pictures on Twitter every now and then. But she is a Cavalier King Charles, so she's the least one of the least intimidating dogs in the world. So, got to sound ferocious, no matter what your size, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, I'll I'll go ahead. I think it's back to me for Thursday, and um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna kill two of my favorite categories in one stone, and that would be. I'm a big fan of Britannomyces beers and a big fan of Belgian beers. And so, you know, if the world were ending, I definitely would want an Orval. You know, that, that, might, be, that might be my favorite beer in the world. So I'd probably want more than one. Yeah, it sounds outstanding. Yeah, and can't go wrong with that. Also on the shipping, I saw that Branch and Bone out of Dayton, which actually was, does some really nice red beers, also shipping. Huh. So it would be it would be my turn again. Back to you, Dan, for the okay. uh, Friday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a snobby uh, a, a snobby pick here, uh, e- even snobbier than that Nuclearis uh, uh, raspberry tart, which isn't easy to come by. But uh, again, one of the the better beer experiences I had in my life was uh, going to St. Louis with some friends a few years ago, and we went to Side Project. Um, which just has an awesome operation down there. And we had a bottle of their uh, derivation uh, Imperial Stout, which alone is amazing. But we had one, it was an apple brandy uh, barrel derivation that was just similar to my experience with the new Glarus. I had it once, I thought it was amazing. Um, and I've never had it again. So, and I think about it often and I would like to have it again. So thinking through this exercise, I thought, man, it'd be really great to have a nice big bottle of that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Tide Project. I've never tried any of their stuff, but it sounds like I should. Well, Mark, you've got uh, Saturday. Um, well, let's go back to Belgium then. I have a Chimay, just a gold label. Yeah. The triple? Yep. I guess I'm just triple guy, aren't I? I, I love a triple. <laughs> Triples are great. That's that's what if I was going to pick a Belgian, uh, that's it would have been a triple. That's my favorite. But if we're all stuck together, you guys are picking plenty of Belgians that I'll get to have. So that's right. I might have to hop on this bike. I don't know if it's raining or not. I'm down in the basement. <laughs> it's okay here. I'll tell you that. I'm a little south not, of you though. All right. Not raining right now in Clintonville. 
All right, so I guess back to me on uh, Sunday. So, of course, as kind of has already been alluded to, you know, a lot of things about a beer is not just beer, but also the circumstance, you know, the story of the beer, your mood, everything. And, you know, I was thinking like, what would I really want, you know, for my last beer? You know, I'm going to go with a beer that I had just a couple of weeks ago. So just before like the shit hit the fan on this, maybe March 13th or something like that, I had a a small, uh, you know, few people over to drink some beers. And Angelo came over and he brought, uh, he brought a growler of Old Curiosity uh, aged in bourbon barrels. So that Barley's Old Curiosity actually was a gold medal winner at the Real Ale Festival back in the early aughts, back 2001, 2002. And, you know, it's made with treacle, which is kind of a molasses-like sugar and it, it's a, it's a, it's a really great beer. But the thing that is, you know, why I'm picking it is can, when you have a chance to sit around at the table, you know, with the man who made it and you know that 15 years ago, this was like considered what well, won an award as one of the best beers in America. And I think that it has not, that has not changed. Then I think, you know, that's what it's all about. Well, it was great, and it was uh, it was an awesome night. It was an end of the world party that we had that at, and who knew that that would be the last time we'd all be together in a room? Well, I hope not the last time, but uh, the last time for a while, anyway. Yeah, that was uh, over two weeks ago. Boy, the world has changed a lot in that time. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's been two weeks, and it also seems like a year. I mean, it's it's really weird. It's just really weird. I couldn't agree more. All right. Is it back to me? Yep. All right. And then uh, my last one is just a, a uh, total Homer pick. And uh, that would be Columbus Brewing's Bodie. It's the first IPA that I really uh, uh, grew to like. I was uh, very IPA averse for a long time and, and sort of gradually warmed up to them. Uh, and that's the one that I was like, yep, yep, I really dig this. And uh, so I've always had a fondness for it that continues to this day. And uh, I would like to have that as well. It sounds delicious. Matter of fact, I think they got it in cans now. I saw. I got a few in my fridge. Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. When I pick up that triple, I might just pick up a six pack of Bodie too while I'm up there if they've got it. You just, you can't go wrong with it. No, you cannot. You know? One one of Ohio's most important beers, I think, hands down. Oh, it's a great beer. Well, I think we probably ought to wrap it up, guys. Yeah, probably. The boil on my dunkle is getting... Uh, <laughs> I got about 15 more minutes to go. I got to go add some hops in a little bit here. Well, that's All right, good. gentlemen. Yeah, let you get to it. And uh, Dan, awesome to talk to you, as always. Thank you. It was good to good to chat with you, gentlemen, virtually. Hopefully, the next time will be uh, not too distant and uh, also in person. Pat, I'll see you in the funny papers. All right, I'll be here. All right, All right thanks, guys. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.